If you're looking for Pokemon style Etsy items, Pokemon Pop figures, and so much more, check out the PokeDepartmentStore.com. That's P-O-K-E-D-E-P-S-T-O-R-E.com for all your Pokemon needs. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. What is up, everyone? It's me, the Pokemon Cave. Let's jump right into something that's... I mean, honestly, I think it's a cash grab. But good old Pokemon Company, they know how to do that, right? Don't they? I'm talking about the Pokemon Go Plus Plus. <laughs> yeah, real original name. Pokemon Go Plus P-L-U-S and then Plus, the actual plus sign. Yeah. Marketing, really great, eh? So, of course, the Pokemon Go Plus Plus has been unveiled. The Plus Plus device... Uh, can connect to Pokemon Go and Pokemon Sleep now, allowing for an easy way to play both games without interacting with their smartphone. The Go Plus Plus is on sale in America starting on July 14th and Europe starting on July 21st. So what does it actually look like? Well, it's shaped like a hockey puck, kind of Pokeball type thing with the iconic red and white coloring on top and a large quote-unquote main button uh, that you use to interact with the device. There is actually another button hidden on the top side called Top Button. Again, real original Pokemon. <laughs> now, of course, the device weighs approximately 50 grams and is about 6.5 centimeters wide and about 1.8 centimeters thick. A relatively large device compared to the original Pokemon Go Plus device. So, what can you do with it? Well, like the Pokemon Go Plus or the Pokeball Plus device... Pokemon Go Plus Plus can be paired with Pokemon Go for an easy way to play the game without continuously checking your smart device screen. Uh, it's got auto-catching Pokemon and auto-spinning Poke apps as well, or Poke Stops, sorry, as well. So you can configure what type of Pokeballs the Go Plus Plus will use to catch Pokemon. You can do more than just automatically spin Poke Stops and throw Pokeballs. You can now use Great Balls and Ultra Balls as well. Your Pokemon Go Plus Plus vibrates when you approach things like Pokestops and Pokemon Gyms. Press the main button in the center of your Pokemon Go Plus Plus to try to catch Pokemon using the Pokeball variety you selected. You can configure both behaviors in the main Pokemon Go app. Uh, maybe you just want auto-catch functionality or the auto-spin functionality. The choice is yours. But you can also track your sleeping data. This is where the Pokemon Sleep comes into play. So the Go Plus Plus can help track your sleep as well, but it needs to be placed on your mattress near your pillow. Yeah, because what could possibly go wrong with that, right? You happen to roll over and crush the stupid thing? Now, I mean, you're not going to possibly break it, but I mean, that's not going to do wonders for your sleep to lay on a Pokeball toy type thing. <laughs> Uh, you can use your sleep data when you play Pokemon Go or Pokemon Sleep, but it's not clear yet how the data is used in Pokemon Go. 
In order to track your sleep, place the device next to your pillow and press and hold the main button for a moment. Once the main button glows blue, the device vibrates lightly. The tracking has begun. If anything is wrong, the main button will glow red. Yeah, because you're going to notice that while you're freaking sleeping. Uh, again, real smart thinking there, Pokemon. The Pokemon Go Plus Plus device has a lie flat, has to lie flat, sorry, in order to track your sleep. Opposed to what? Standing it on its side? How's that going to happen on your mattress? When you wake up, you need to press and hold the main button again to stop tracking sleep. Again, what happens if you wake up and it's red? You missed all that sleep tracking. You will hear Pikachu sing a little song and the device will rotate colors on the main button to indicate that your sleep tracking is complete. <laughs> all, right, all right, sure. Now, if the length of sleep recording is 90 minutes or less, it will not be considered valid for sleep tracking. I, so what, a, a nap? I mean, who's taking less... Well, I mean, I guess if it turns red within 90 minutes of you falling asleep, then I guess that's not going to track your full sleep, right? Uh, you will see the main button glow red, obviously. Well, of course. Or you'll wake up and see the main thing glow red. But there's also bonuses for connecting to Pokemon Go and Pokemon Sleep. For instance, Nightcap Pikachu. So if you connect your Pokemon Go++ device to your sleep app... A special Pikachu wearing a nightcap will appear in the game to help you raise Snorlax. You will also get Nightcap Snorlax. If you pair the Pokemon Go++ Plus Plus to your Pokemon Go game, you will be able to take on special research to earn an encounter with Snorlax wearing a nightcap within the game. You can receive this special research request by tapping the Professor Willow icon on the bottom right of the screen in Map View. Complete the research to earn an encounter with Snorlax wearing the nightcap. Uh, and then, of course, there's you can find the Pokemon Go++ Plus Plus manual online. Uh, you can also find device information as to like what's necessarily in the box when we get it. So, of course, you have the Plus Plus device, the Pokemon Go++ uh, Plus Plus strap with clip, USB charging cable, and, of course, a manual. Uh, battery charging time is approximately 3 hours and 30 minutes. Uh, Android 7 and up and iOS 14 and up. Note the iPhone 7 or newer devices. Uh, Pokemon Go++ Plus Plus cannot be used with consoles in the Nintendo Switch family. It cannot be used on its own. Uh, this accessory requires a device using Android or iOS with the Pokemon Go or, and or Sleep app installed. Uh, now, of course, Pokemon Sleep has released uh, for exact, or exact timing visit the Pokemon website for other apps. Uh, now, of course, before purchasing the Plus Plus, make sure to check the system requirements of the device, as well as those of the applications work with it. Uh, it's not guaranteed to work with all smart devices. Smart, certain smart devices may not work with Pokemon Go Plus Plus, even if they meet the minimum requirements required for that. Uh, if the performance of your Plus Plus seems unstable, it may improve if the update to the OS on your smart device. Uh, of course, don't use it while operating a vehicle. You can also track your sleep for Pokemon Sleep using your smart device. Uh, and Pokemon Go Plus Plus is covered by Nintendo's limited warranty. Of course, like any other item that you get anywhere else. <laughs> Not necessarily just Nintendo, but anything. 
Uh, but, I mean, what do you guys think? I mean, it, honestly, I think it's, I personally think it's incredibly stupid. Um, but I guarantee it's going to sell a lot because people are crazy about this thing. But, uh, what, do you, what do you think? You can always send me a message uh, to my DMs on Instagram. I'll put my Instagram handle down below in the, uh, not, not the comment section, geez, uh, in the podcast description down below. Yeah, shoot me a, a message. Let me know what you think of this podcast or even the topics that I speak of. Or if you just want to collab, I'm always down for a collaboration. Next up. Another crazy card has just sold for 175000 A perfect 10, by the way. I'm talking about the Kangaskhan Trophy Card awarded to parent-child teams in 1998's tournament. So one of the rarest Pokemon cards of all time recently sold for 175000 continuing the ongoing buzz and staggering money around collectible cards for the TCG. So the Kangaskhan Family Event Trophy Card was handed out during a tournament held in Japan during the spring of 98. The family tournament saw teams made up of a child and their parent compete against other parent-child pairings. Winning enough matches would earn a team this holographic promo card, which reflected the parent-child format with an image of kangaroo-like Kangaskhan with an infant Kangaskhan and stomach pouch. The card was illustrated by veteran Pokemon art director Ken Sugimori, known for being the co-designer of the original 151 Pokemon in the series' first gen. The card's Japanese text translates to two attacks, the single colorless energy, Dizzy Punch, which allows the player to flip two coins and do ten times the number of heads in damage, and Mega Punch, which costs three colorless energy for 30 damage. The Japanese language card's limitation to the family event tournament makes it one of the rarest cards ever to be made. According to Auction House Heritage, which recently sold the flawless copy of the card for $175,000 on July 7th, uh, Pokemon Wiki Bulbapedia, meanwhile, describes it as one of the trading cards game's original holy grails, with fellow auctioneer PWCC suggesting the card is in the third rarest Pokemon card in the world. Indicating that the card's particular rarity is the inclusion of the Pocket Monsters trading card game logo, in place of the standard set symbol. The card sold last week in one of only 12 rated at Perfect 10 Gem Mint uh, by PSA, which estimates the typical value of the card to be around 225000 Only 56 copies have been graded in total. A PSN, PSA 10 copy sold for a record 150100 on eBay in October of 2020. Now, at the time, it was reported only one of three copies to have been sold for the previous 20 years. Despite the impressive sum, the Kangaskhan card still pales in comparison to the eye-watering money spent on Pokemon's most sought-after cards, with the likes of Shadowless Charizard selling for over 400000 and, of course, that Pikachu Illustrator being bought for literal millions in 2021. So, with all these crazy... Not necessarily one-of-a-kind cards, but it, it makes you think. Like, I mean, I don't particularly care much for the Japanese cards, but clearly people do. I mean, look at even modern sets. People are going 
bonkers over modern Japanese cards. Whereas the exact same card in English fetches maybe half or a quarter of what the Japanese equivalent fetches. It's just kind of odd considering, uh, I mean, unless you're in a tournament in Japan, the Japanese card is essentially useless. You, you can't use it for tournaments. Um, actually, I don't even, I'm assuming you can use the Japanese card in tournaments in Japan, but then again, when it's a Pokemon tournament, you always see English cards. You never ever see Japanese cards. So it's hard to tell. I, I would have to look into the rules for that. But it's just staggering how, for some reason, these Japanese variants fetch so much money compared to the exact physical same card, same artwork, same everything, just English. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Odd. And finally, someone's mom found 35,000 pounds uh, in money value worth of old Pokemon cards in a forgotten plastic tub. Oh, that's one way to store your cards, right? Now, of course, you gotta think, depending on the rarity of these cards, um, hollows will start to basically curl. Um, I mean, I, for instance, I keep my, my collectibles in my basement, where it's a simple temp year-round. Uh, it never gets hot, but it never gets freezing cold. It's just a nice, steady, cool temperature. And it seems to be doing pretty well. Um, what's that going to do in 20 years? Uh, hard to say, but so far she seems to be doing pretty good. But what about this? So while most people hope to discover a rare Pokemon card worth thousands lurking in their childhood collection, stashed up in the loft or tucked away in a cupboard, who the hell are putting cards in the cupboard? <laughs> A uh, few folks actually have their dream realized. At least one person has recently stumbled upon old cards worth some serious money, though. Jake Shaw's mother, Lorraine, recently changed, chanced upon dozens of unopened Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh packs stored in a forgotten plastic tub in the corner of the coveted, converted sorry, bungalow that they share together. Uh, they're quoted in saying, I'll take a look at what these are worth, Shaw recalled. Okay, okay, hang on a minute. These things, they retail for like four to $500 on eBay. I'm like, wait, no, I'm getting pumped. These can't be the real ones. He starts scrolling. No, this is what it is. Okay, that's that's a lot. It's worth noting that Shaw has a bit of an advantage over the average trading card fan. 
as for multiple years, his family used to run a local game shop. Ha ha, here we go. That hosted Pokemon card tournaments for players in the Somerset town of Yaval. It was a bundle of organized play promotional packs provided by the TCG maker, the Pokemon Company, for these events that Shaw's mother found stashed away more than 15 years later. Ah, so here we go, right? They used to be worth nothing because we would just hand them out at events. Yeah, of course. Basically, if you played in a tournament during those times, you just get one of these packs. You can win them for placing higher, like higher quantities. In total, Shaw found 69 <laughs> of the most valuable Pop Series 5 packs. Nice. Okay, cool. Pop Series 5 uh, for the Pokemon TCG. Now, Pop stands for Pokemon Organized Play. Over 150 packs of the previous Pop Series 4 sets. Nice. All right. Available from mid-06 to early-07. And a mixture of Pop Boosters along with other promotional material and what he describes as notably less viable boosters. I, I still like to know what the heck that was. I've always seen the stories of people like, Oh, look what I found. I found these sealed old boxes of Pokemon. Like, I hate you, he joked. Now I am that guy. I don't mind being that guy. Turns out being that guy is quite fun. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, he goes, uh, I have told a few of my friends about it and gotten results of awesome to you son of a bitch. <laughs> I would probably be that. <laughs> As well as indicate, or as well as including rare cards for legendary Pokemon Ho Ho, Lugia, Mew, the Pop Series Five packs are especially notable for a chance to pull the English versions of previously Japanese-only promotional cards for EV for EV Evolutions Espeon and Umbreon. Alone, the Umbreon and Espeon Gold Star cards found in Pop Series Five packs can be worth up to tens of thousands of dollars in good condition, according to PSA. Now, the Yu-Gi-Oh! boosters included over a dozen each of the TCG tournament packs, 7 and 8, similarly offered to players during the events held in 05 and 06. While not, not quite as valuable as the Pokemon boosters, the Yu-Gi-Oh! tournament packs could include popular cards as, such as the DD Warrior, uh, Breaker the Magical Warrior, and Harpy's Feather Duster. The card that has me almost tempted to open a pack or two myself, according to Shaw. While Shaw acknowledged that individual cards from the packs might be worth a lot more, and that there are methods that allow the contents of unopened boosters to be identified, yeah, weighing them. If you're going to be a dick, don't weigh your packs. Come on. He insisted that he would keep the contents unknown to give potential buyers an even chance at the best things. I highly freaking doubt that, buddy. I don't think you're... I think you're going to weigh those packs. I... And how do you... How do you say that you didn't weigh them or how do you prove that you didn't weigh them and say oh yeah this is uh you know i, I mean it's, it's it's so up in the freaking air because let's say you sell an on weighed pack for instance um a hundred dollars us on weighed hundred dollars us a light pack could sell for say fifty dollars i'm just throwing numbers out here so Light pack sells for 50, on weight sells for 100, heavy pack sells for 200, okay? Let's say you sell that pack for 200 or for $100 on weight. Turns out to be a heavy pack. You could have sold it for $200, but at the same time, if it was light, 
you could have sold it for $50. So now you just made $50 profit by selling it for 100 versus the 50 if it was a light pack. The only person that potentially gets gypped is the guy who buys it and then weighs it himself and realizes, crap, I paid $50 more than what I should have paid. Uh, now, eventually, with the prices even out and potentially the buyer gets a profit later on down the road, yeah, that's that's likely to happen, potentially. Uh, but, you know, the TCG and collectible market is super volatile. One day a card could be worth a dollar, the next day it could be worth a hundred dollars, and then two days later it could be worth five dollars. You never know. So unfortunately, that's just the way that we live, right? Uh, the market is just insane. You just you pray to buy cheap and have it grow in value, not necessarily buy expensive and watch it plummet. <laughs> now. In total, Shaw believes the collection of unopened booster packs is worth between $35,000 and $40,000. He goes on to say, I did the math and I was uncomfortable with the result. He says, I haven't counted up the less valuable packs because there's a similar number of packs worth like $70, $80 each. And then there's a handful of other ones which are like $50 to $60. And we found promotional things in these promo cards. We ran pre-releases and you just happen to have a stack of these things. I think the ballpark estimate is like 35000 to 40000 which is a lot to find in a plastic tub in a corner of a room. After a few years of not really doing a lot, Shaw's shop closed in 2012 to focus on selling trading cards via eBay. Turns out local Yu-Gi-Oh players in a reasonable small town don't really spend as much money as the internet. <laughs> of course. After dabbing with online sales in 2018 and 2019, SideQuest Games property properly sorry, moved to become a full-time business in January of 2020. Sean now runs the company as managing director alongside the rest of his immediate family, including his brother, who Sean described as a chief pack opener, who slices open boosters with a gardening tool for maximum card searching efficiency? Oh boy. Opening a pack by hand is too slow for the rate we need it. I don't question it, Shaw chuckles. What the hell are you using as a gardening tool to open up packs of Pokemon cards? Oh, that's scary. Uh, pretty good timing because the pandemic created a massive boom, specifically in collecting retro Pokemon stuff. Shaw acknowledged, adding that YouTube Logan Paul's multi-million dollar purchase of that Pikachu Illustrator card was another huge factor in driving wi wider interest around collectible cards over the last few years. People worried that Pokemon would be a bubble, and I think some of it was, he said, highlighting the shortage caused by scalpers looking to flip recent releases for a quick profit. But it just keeps on growing. A lot of people find joy in these sorts of games, even if they can't play them at times. So the pandemic made a huge, huge growth in the industry as a result of people just being kind of depressed in real life and needing something to get into. It's gone from strength to strength and unless something catastrophic happens to, to the cardboard supply in the world, I think it's going to keep happening. Shaw plans to sell several of the valuable Series 5 pop boosters during an eBay auction event taking place around the Pokemon World Championships in August, as well as taking some packs to the upcoming London card show at the start of the month. Some will be offered at auction for collectors to bid on, while others will be sold at a fixed price. He goes on to say, I'd like to make the most out of it. This is an opportunity to do something with the money afterwards as well. For his mom, Lorraine, who rediscovered the valuable packs in the long-forgotten tub, 
He goes on to say that my mother who found them has not let me forget it. Shaw laughed. She's used to it, used it to vindicate every single hoarder decision she has ever made. Found it. Can't be mad at me. I'm vindicted for life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I I always thought about doing a like a a black sealed tote with proper ways to preserve the cards. Um, you know, get a, a booster box or a, a, a tin of whatever of some decent sets that my kids like to open and just kind of store it away and then look back at it 20 years from now, see if the, if the value has gone up. If not, I mean, or just say screw it and just open them with their kids, right? Um, I mean, that's, that's kind of why I got into collecting as well. It was mainly something that I have all this stuff in a room and 20, 30 years down the road, those items might still be there or I might have sold some and gotten better items or more, more items that are more dear to me. Um, and then, you know, 20, 30 years down the road, my kids and their kids can look at it and do whatever they want with it or just let the collection grow and then once I'm long gone they can use it as a as a a way to earn some money for I don't know a down payment on a house or whatever you know it's up to them I'm certainly not going to need them when I'm gone so it's it's almost like a a potential investment for my kids for the future extremely volatile don't get me wrong but an investment none the least and on that note i say have a good day a good week and i will see you again next week for another brand new episode of pokemon cave take care everyone hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.